good day to you and welcome back to the Addicted Austinite. It's me, Catherine, and today I am coming to you with a real Jane Austen episode. Uh, that's R-E-E-L because we're going to talk about the films. Isn't that just the funniest? <laughs> so I thought for a really long time about how to order these episodes and which films to do first. I thought about doing them in chronological order of release. Um, I thought about doing them in order of popularity, according to box office stats and Rotten Tomatoes, of course. Uh, I thought about doing them in the order with my discussions of Jane's novels in my other episodes. And I even thought about just doing them in order of my own personal preference. It was a really tough decision and I still haven't completely made it yet. So maybe you could comment uh, on this podcast and let me know what you'd like to hear and I can pick the most popular as and when. So for now, what I've decided to do is to start by talking about the films that are tangentially related to Jane. I mean, technically, I started with Becoming Jane back in episode one, so I think that kind of fits the bill, maybe. But anyway, uh, without further ado, here is today's episode about the film Austinland. So I chose this particular film because it is actually one of my favourites. It has a lot of actors and actresses in it that I adore. Uh, One of these actors in particular, J.J. Fields, will be coming up in another episode when I eventually get to Northanger Abbey. Also, as it turns out, Austin Land is the first film alphabetically, and that just makes me really happy. So, basic information first. The film was released in 2013, and it's based on the novel of the same name by Shannon Hale that came out in 2007, and the film is produced by Stephanie Meyer of Twilight fame. So there's that piece of information. I do recommend that you read the book as well as watching this film, but I am going to be focusing on the film today. Now, I didn't actually see this film when it first came out. Um, I didn't get to it until about 2016. Uh, In 2013, I was in my second year at uni and I had a lot going on, so uh, I didn't get there. Um, So I don't really remember if it was a big hit at the time. (laughs) At least it wasn't in Swansea at any rate. Um, According to Rotten Tomatoes it has a 30% critics review and a 53% audience score so it's quite an average film really, maybe even a little below average which is really a shame because it is just such a fun film. And the film is all about a Jane Austen era resort in England called Austinland, where paying customers get to live for a few weeks in Regency England and star in their own Jane Austen romance. The film stars, amongst others, uh, Kerry Russell from Mission Impossible 3 and Felicity fame, uh, Brett McKenzie, one half of Flight of the Concords and one of my 
favourite actors at the moment. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who is just an awesome lady from, she's been in more films than I've had hot dinners. So uh, <laughs> picking one at random, yeah, legally blonde. Um, it's also got JJ Field in it, who I mentioned earlier, and another Jane Austen alum, James Callis from Bridget Jones's Diary. So it is a really good cast. It's a wonderfully ridiculous film, uh, and it's maybe not the best film ever made, but it's just so much fun. And it is one of my go-tos when I'm feeling really down. So I will admit that when I was younger, I was somewhat of a Jane Austen purist. I read the books, I studied the history, and I wanted any films of her novels to be as close as possible to the original texts and to the history of the time and I detested the thought of anything that took creative license with her work. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and I didn't get off to the best of starts. Um, but as I've gotten older and, and fallen in love with Jane's work even more and in new ways, I really enjoy seeing people express their love of her works in these different ways. And I think that Austin Land is a great parody of our Jane Austen fandom community. So if we were discussing uh, the filming of a Jane Austen novel, now would be the time when I would talk about what they did right and what they got wrong. But since we're not doing that just yet, I'm just going to go over some of my favourite bits and some of the bits that I thought they didn't do so well. As I already mentioned, I really, really love this cast. They are all great in their own right, but they also work just so well together. You can really see that they were having fun filming this and it just makes the film so much more enjoyable. Nobody takes themselves too seriously and the performances are delightful. Jennifer Coolidge is just so funny and JJ Fields and Brett McKenzie make marvellous Regency heartthrobs. I also absolutely love the soundtrack to this film. It is one of my favourite uses of the song Betty Davis Eyes. Uh, the montage is amazing. You know, she's got the dress on and they all tip their hats and her fingers fly. Oh, it's just so great! <laughs> uh, the pace of this film is also pretty good. There are some moments when you're not quite sure where you are in the timeline, but it's not exactly a jarring problem. And it's not too long and it's not too short. Well, I mean, I loved it. So any film that I love is always too short. Uh, geek that I am, I will watch it and add in the deleted scenes from YouTube to make it last a bit longer. But overall, it, it doesn't lag and it isn't a rush at the end. So it's a real sort of Goldilocks kind of film. The costumes in the film are really good too. Uh, obviously, because it's set in the modern times we don't need to worry about historical accuracy as such it's not a period film uh, but I think the differences between the bronze packages that um, Kerry Russell's character has and the platinum package that Jennifer Coolidge has that's more money um, it's a great representation of the societal differences that would have been encountered in Regency England um, and I just it's so much fun when they're getting Carrie Russell all dressed up so she can take control of her own film 
just great. And I, I do love that scene where she's ripped her dress and she's riding the horse and then she gets off and the wind blows her away. And you can see her pantaloons, which is just shocking. <laughs> so that is what I really enjoyed about this film. Um, I absolutely adore this film and all that is left for me to do to finish the episode is to give it an addicted Austinite score. So I've decided that we're not going to be boring and we're not going to do the normal five stars or ten out of tens. Um, I've decided that because there are eight Austin children I'm going to score the films I review out of eight. So, for example, a low-scoring film would be a James or a George, about one or two, whereas a great film would be Jane or Charles, which would be seven or eight. So, for me, Austin Land is a really enjoyable film, so I'm completely going against Rotten Tomatoes and giving this film a Francis. So that would be about six Austins out of eight. I think it's a really fun, really silly film, and it's just a great laugh. It's maybe not the best shot film, and maybe the concept of a Jane Austen resort wouldn't really work in real life, but oh, I just, I just love it. So that wraps up the first Addicted Austenite film review. I really hope you've enjoyed it, and I would love to know your thoughts thoughts about this film whether you've seen it or whether you've just read the book or whether you've done both or whether you really want to see it now that I've talked about it so much or whether I've put it off put you off it for the rest of your life uh, as always leave me a comment comment or tweet me thank you so much for listening and as ever happy reading your faithful servant the author <laughs>